to the Local Bar Podcast with your host, Chad Alexander. Come on in. We have a lot of friends we want you to meet. Well, hello there. From beautiful downtown Columbia, South Carolina, looking right in the heart of Rosewood, this is the Local Bar. I'm your host, Chad Alexander, and of all the places you could be, you decided to spend some time with us today. For that, we're incredibly grateful. How you doing? Local Bar can be found over on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get all your good podcasts. Find us if you're a, a fellow podcaster and you go through the Libsyn Network. We're part of them, too. Find us, friend us, follow us over there. Uh, you can follow us on the socials. Local Bar Media on uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I never mentioned that. I don't do much on that. Because this is an audio podcast But um, we are over there We might have a project coming soon That will utilize Instagram a little bit more So if you want to check that out If you're someone who only does that I find more and more people are only doing Instagram these days You can find us over there Um, Nice to be with Oh, as always uh, Comments, condolences, concerns Chad at localbarmedia.com I um, uh, had had a pretty good weekend a chance to see our boy Don Merkel play. Yeah, he uh, was a good friend of ours' birthday. We went over there and hung out with some some folks. Had some great food. Great Sydney Mitchell cooked up. But um, I want to bring up Don. He has got that new album coming out. If you haven't checked it out, go to donmerkel.com. Check out Don Merkel on Facebook or just go to a local bar media on Facebook and you can find our links to it. Uh, Don's got a kind of a little crowdsourcing fundraiser going to get this album out. Uh, if you can, throw a few dollars his way. And he's got some really cool giveaways on there. So check it out when you can uh, over at donmerkel.com uh, and, the, uh, and all the socials, Facebook and all that jazz as well. He is on Instagram as well. Um, but yeah, I got a chance to, to catch up with some folks this weekend. Real excited about the interview coming up here in a few moments. The Gene Parmesan to my Lucille Ball. Not Lucille Ball. <laughs> That's the wrong family. <laughs> Lucille Bluth. Uh, uh, it's coming up here in just a second. Hank Thorpe. I haven't talked to Hank in a while. Excited to be able to catch up to him. He's got some really interesting things to say. Look forward to bringing you that interview here in just a moment. Um, you know, there are people in the world that I don't understand. And, you know, you got to watch what you say. People get all pissy about stuff. Don't want to offend the wrong person. I, I remember, like, back, that was that was a joke in the 90s. Oh, everybody's so offended nowadays. Everybody just gets so offended by stuff. That, that was in the It is, like, so much worse now. Like, we had no idea what we were getting into. Um, so you got to be careful about what you talk about. But I, I got to mention something. There... There is a group of people that I have been putting up with now for a while. Um, I seem to be coming across more and more of them for some reason. I I, I really can't explain it. I, I, I don't really know. But it's this group of people that, for the life of me, you know, you, you, you try to be open. And you understand people have different points of view, that people are brought up differently from you. And you you understand that maybe maybe you're just not going to get some things. But this this is a group of people that no matter how right they think they are, they could not be more wrong. And it's you know you want to live and let live, 
but it's it's just bothered me. And the other day, I ran into one of these people, and I just, I mean, the audacity of these folks. Um, I'm talking about people that feel the need to back into parking places all the time. I don't, I don't. I don't understand that. I don't understand. I don't understand why. Like it was. Oh, it's just so much easier whenever I'm trying to leave. Yeah, but not when you're trying to to go. I mean, when you're when you're getting there, your three point turn is usually like an eight point turn. You're holding up traffic. Wait, wait, what are you? You, you, you? You're robbing a bank, and you, and you need the getaway car to be able to just go. You're hiding from the cops. Don't want them to see your expired tag. I seriously do. I've walked around to see if somebody just had like an expired tag. Because I can't figure out why. But they also, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry if I'm offending a lot of you in the audience. The thing that drives me the craziest is it seems like there is this um, air about that that I don't get. Let me tell you what happened to me the other day. I uh, decided I was going to go to Rosewood Dairy Bar. Great place here in Columbia. If you've never stopped there, want a good burger, good chicken, something like that, it's a great place to stop. A lot of people know about it. Everybody that goes to USC knows about this joint. So I decided to go over there. And as I'm pulling in, I, I take a left off of a pretty busy road, right? It sits on the corner of this busy road and just like a little neighborhood road. So I take a left onto that neighborhood road, and I have to immediately stop. I'm talking like slam on brakes, stop. There's this really big, like very nice Toyota Tundra. Looks like a new car. Look, looks like a, maybe a brand new truck. And this guy is trying to to back into a spot that is right off the street. So understand that I'm now sitting with my bumper right on the edge of that busy road and this dude going back and forth. So I catch him as he's backing. I mean, he's gone back and forth a couple of times now and I catch him. And he's still trying to get Oh, He's bumping the curb and he's in, I don't know. He's in a truck. You think he would just keep going right over it, but he went forward and kind of went back and I'm just standing there. I didn't make no, I didn't make any noise, no movement. I'm just sitting there watching him. And he rolls his window down. He just, start, just starts yelling. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm got, trying to back it in. Yeah, I know what the hell you're doing. Yeah, I, it, it, that wasn't a mis- I'm like, oh, oh, I was wondering what he was doing. I, th- I thought maybe he was warming the tires up. I don't know what the hell he's doing, go back and forth so many times. So I was like, okay. And I, and I just kind of gave him the hand waves. No big deal. And he keeps going back and forth. And I, I don't know if he's freaking himself out or whatever, but he, uh, He's sitting there, he guns it forward and finally gets it back in. And he, you know, has his window down. He rolls it all the way down again, leans halfway out of his window, has his arm sticking all the way out. I was like, well, have at it then. And I just drove on by. I'm like, well, what was I, what was I supposed to do? Was I supposed to applaud him? Great, great job. Dude, that's the coolest. I didn't know people did that. You can back into play. I didn't know you back into it. I thought you said, you, one day people are going to be going sideways into these things. I can't believe what people come up with today. Was it? Was he expected me to be proud of him? I don't know if he was embarrassed because he couldn't drive the damn truck and couldn't get it in the spot. Maybe he was just frustrated with himself. I was like, what did he? What did he expect me to do, dude? You're 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 playing, you know, some stupid tug of war game with a parking space in the middle of a street. While I'm just trying to park and get a burger, man. I, like, come on. And now, it didn't help that I was hungover, okay? But still, I don't understand. Like, the amount of, the amount, the, the complication of backing that truck 
into that spot, no way, no way covers for the simple bit of frustration in backing it out if he had to do that. I don't understand you people. I don't I don't understand it. I I will give you, I tell you what I'll give you. I'll give you pulling through a parking space because you're just driving forward. Never put the car in reverse. Okay, I get you on that. But backing in because oh hey, you know, you never know. The Avengers, the Avengers may call and I may have to book out of here. Gotta get gotta get gotta get to the carrier because we got we got uh, you know, world problems to solve. This makes no sense to me. The, the bat phone may go off. Commissioner Gordon may need me. And when he goes, I gotta, I gotta get the hell out of here. I can't, I cannot take the time to put my car into reverse and then drive again. No, no, no. This is just a strictly drive challenge, Chad. It's just ridiculous. I don't understand it. I don't, I I, I will not understand you folks. I'm sitting there. I'm sitting there and I, as I'm waiting on my burger. And I'm thinking about like I had to wait like for about like you know, seven minutes or so. I'd sit there, like, thinking about it for at least half the time. I did. Three and a half minutes of my life wasted on this on this jackass. Well, just have at it then. Oh, thank you for giving me the road back. Thank you. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to inconvenience you while you were taking up the road because you couldn't do a simple maneuver you should have learned in driver's head. I don't know. And I really try not to critique. My wife is rolling her eyes right now. I really try not to critique people's driving. Or worry about it that much. I'm on the road all the time. I try to cut down the road range as much as I can. But that crap, I don't understand. I just do not understand you people. It is not that much more difficult. It doesn't save you any more time. If you're robbing the place, okay, I, I do understand that. It makes it a little bit easier to get away. <laughs> but but the effort you put into the front is just ridiculous. The effort I put into worrying about this and being pissed off about it, though, is kind of ridiculous. More on that here in a minute. I cannot wait to bring this to you. As our good old buddy from Dallas, Texas, Mr. Hank Thorpe. He has uh, come out of hiding to grace our presence yet again here on the local bar. Catch us up with what's going on with him and a couple of very interesting things that we may be talking a little bit more about over the next few weeks. But without further ado, here's our boy, Hank. And I'll talk to you on the other side of the break. There is so cold, valley so deep, and the walls are closing in. I can see it in their eyes, and feel like a rising tide. The gods of war of the demand. So take shelter inside your heart, steal yourself, cause this is the hardest part. In Boys, get us off this mountainside and follow me, boys, to our doom. I make no promises, but if you cast your fears aside, and follow me, boys, to our doom. It's been a very, very long time since I've gotten the chance to kind of talk with this guy. It's been forever since we've seen each other. Uh, but it, because of the Internet and because of friends, we, we still are able to kind of keep in touch. I mean, there is that little magic box in our, 
in our hands we have every day that even though we don't do a voice call, we can text. But I'm extremely happy to have my uh, brother in podcasting, my arch enemy in fantasy football, all around good guy, an extremely fun guy back with me, Mr. Hank Thorpe. Hank, how you doing, man? It has been since your wedding, I believe, I have seen you in person, if I'm remembering that right. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess that is when. That, that, it, and, and, yeah, four that, years, yeah. That was, that. okay, that was, was August of 17? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, look at you. You, you, you do a better job remembering my anniversary than I do some days. Yeah, it's been a, now, it's been a while. There is a good reason I remember it so strongly. So, uh, so we are going to actually come screaming out of the gate with a, with a quick question for you, Chad. Okay, let me hear it. So, so the reason why I remember your wedding and wedding weekend so well is because it was just before Labor Day. So when I was at, so when I went to that wedding, I went with my now with my then girlfriend ex, now ex. Right. And so, so I went out there. And it was crazy. We're going into a story and a question already. This is how <laughs> this is how we do things at the local bar. So right. so we so we land in um, was it Charleston was the airport that I would I have think gone you to? did. I think you landed and drove up from Charleston. So yes. Yeah, so we land in Charleston, and my then girlfriend and I we have this long heart to heart conversation the night before. We we're staying at a hotel in Charleston. I was like, you know what? I really miss us. I really miss this, that, whatever. We have a phenomenal Saturday. Uh, we meet up with Jeff White and his and his wife Kate, not Kathy, and we're and we're chatting, having a great day. And then the wedding happens, and it is a fun wedding. Which, by the way, I still tell people about the pizza food truck uh, as a caterer. <laughs> we somebody and, brought that up the other day, and we were talking about we need for our anniversary to find those guys. As a matter of fact, I was playing. With Don at a gig one time at some little festival, and they were there, and they were just as great as I remember. That that place really did a great job. Toe in the dough, by the way. I believe they're still around, but yeah. But anyway, anyway, continue. Fun. And so, fantastic wedding. Just a just a boatload of fun. Not pretentious. Not overly serious. Just the two of you just said, "This is what we want, and this is what we will do." And so. And then the night happens, so the evening happens, and it's funny. We get back in the car Sunday morning, and we're and we're my then girlfriend and I are kind of edgy again. Yeah. We get on the plane, and because we flew southwest, we weren't able to sit next to each other. Okay. And I had a more fulfilling and interesting conversation with the person sitting next to me <laughs> than my then girlfriend. We get back. A week later, the day before Labor Day, we end up, and the story is not necessary, but we end up breaking up. Okay. And so I wanted to ask, well, so that's the main reason why I remember so well that your wedding was a week before we broke up. But here's the question I would like to ask. If you have the memory bandwidth to go through this. Okay. Could you, as a person who is divorced and remarried, you have risen from the marriage ashes, as a person who has seen relationships come and go, did you see that relationship at the time and say, no, no, nope? Oh, I remember wholeheartedly. Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, and I don't, I don't want to come across as a, as a jackass. This is, there's no other way. For me to come across in this saying this though, and I'm Please. not and I'm not doing this either because this is an ex girlfriend of yours, 
But I can tell you unequivocally, without a shadow of a doubt, I so much didn't think that relationship was going to work that I committed no memory to her, and I don't even think I really even talked with her. And so, again, that's going to sound completely assholish. I don't mean for it to be. But I could smell that a mile away, Hank. And I'm pretty sure, Maria, I'll ask her, but I'm pretty damn sure she has the same sentiment. Well, and, uh, okay, so, so, we'll, so we'll do two things. We will say two things. For one, she is, I have not spoken to her in a very long time, but she is, she is a phenomenal woman. Sure. And, we, and we, were not a, we were not a correct fit. And I have said over and over again to anybody that will listen when I feel like talking about it, what she very badly needs and needed and maybe still needs she needed to take the time to figure herself out and take care of herself and learn about herself before she was going to be successful with anybody else. Okay. And I'll tell you, uh, and uh, this is the one thing I will say, because I'm still proud of this to this day. The day that we broke up, I said to her, can you become the person you want to be and still be my girlfriend? She said, I don't know. I said that we don't need to be together. Uh, yeah. Uh, good call. Because Thank you. And going forward, the the um, having read the five love languages, I was never a really a book guy. But going through the five love languages audiobook, I actually learned a ton of what I did wrong in taking care of myself, but also trying to take care of her. And I came to the conclusion that it was that episode of Frasier where. Whether you turned, whether you wore the suit or you wore the sweater, sweater? yeah, <laughs> yep, you, it's my. It was my favorite episode of Frasier. I referenced it a ton when I did all of the above radio every week. Yeah, but whether I wore the sweater or the suit, the same spot was going to be where I ended up. We were not going to end up together, and that's absolutely fine because she will find somebody if she hasn't already, and I have found somebody, and so. It is great. Now, here's the other thing. What to your comment about not committing her to memory? Yeah. <laughs> so, the woman who is going to be the maid of honor at my wedding has joked over and over again. Never said it to me, but said it to my now fiance. Said, so they don't really seem to be happy with each other. Like she never seems to be interested in him, and he never seems to want to be around her. What's going on with them? Apparently, behind my back, my then-girlfriend was kind of like um, Anne from Arrested Development, Jordan <laughs> Michael's girlfriend, where people just kind of like sort of forgot her name or just kind of forgot she was there. And I didn't know this until afterwards. Oh, really? So you weren't the only one. <clears throat> okay, so I wasn't the only one that didn't notice Bland over in the corner of the room. Like, yeah. <clears throat> gotcha. I gotcha. So you... um. So, yeah, that, that was a great time. I was so happy that you were able to make it out for our wedding. It's hard to believe we're coming up on our fourth anniversary. Um, crazy to think. I mean, I, I feel like we all lost a year this past year. The, the, the whole COVID year has kind of thrown me off anyway. But it, but it has been a, a very long time, and, and you've already kind of referenced it. You are now planning a wedding with your now fiancé. and um, <clears throat> And I know you've got a lot of plans, a lot of things that are going on. Um, there's a ton of stuff that goes into that. Um, I, 
you feel like you're you feel like you're a part of it for a little bit as a guy, and then there's stuff that you're not a part of. I you know I've been through two weddings. I still can't figure out exactly what your role is in them as as a man, you know, other than show up. Um, you guys obviously too. I, I I've I've Marie and I were talking the other day. I don't know how much money you guys are spending on invitations because they're so heavy that ours hasn't even made it in the mail yet. It's just a <laughs> just a slight dig. Um, but when, so when when are you planning on getting married? It's it's coming up. You said this year, right? Is it this year or next year? It is next year. It okay. is May of May of next year. And oh god. Um so you what you said is absolutely true. There are parts of wedding planning as a man that you are 100% in on if you would like to be. And then there is parts of there is parts of wedding planning that as a man you just kind of have to sit back, shake your head and and not say well, why do we need to spend on that? Right. Yeah. Because yeah. and so um so as uh so just over the week just over last weekend, um I'm in the car with my future father-in-law. We're making the drive from Iowa back to Kansas City Airport, so we got five hours to oh, fill time. Okay. And so, and so we're joking back and forth about wedding planning, and he says, "You can't eat flowers. You you, you can't eat decor." Now, um, and if my fiance listens to this, she's probably rolling her eyes a little bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah. w- what I understand is selfishly, the caterer is booked. Selfishly, the photographer is booked. The DJ is my ca- is uh, under my is under my caring, watchful hand, and I'm working on the cocktails. Okay. So, like all all the things that I selfishly care about that will make this party just explode are good so now we're 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 going to things that having been to uh i i actually have lost count of how many weddings i've gone to since i've been like 16 years old i have never uh, the amount of times i have noticed something like uh place cards or chargers under plates or uh the boot uh, the the boutonnieres on somebody's uh, tuxedo. I've n- I've never paid attention to it. I've never noticed it. It's something that doesn't do much for me. Sure. But when you come to the understanding that if it is important to her, well, it's going to get done. Right. Duh. Right. And so I've en- I've I talked out of both sides of my mouth one day. I said to her, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. One day is not going to dictate our life together. But if you want it, okay. What's it in five years? What's the difference between arbitrary numbers, twelve thousand dollars and sixteen thousand dollars? Five years from now, what's the difference? Yeah, that's a that's a that's an excellent point, and one that I don't think people. I think guys complain too much with weddings. Like you and I can joke about them. I'll, t- I'll tell you a story when. When I got married the first time, we got married five days before September 11th. And oh. as with all the planning that was going on, like I was freaking out. I mean, I, I, I saw the price of one thing, and I couldn't believe it. Now, I wasn't paying for this wedding. Her parents graciously paid for that wedding. So they're the ones okay. that made the bad investment. But still, that, like I, I, they, they wanted it to be 
it was their daughter's wedding. They wanted it to be huge, and it was. It, it was. It was great. Interestingly enough, though, when when everything was was done, um, you know, we had to have a talk that Wednesday of do we call off the wedding? The whole world was upside down in that moment, and we we made the decision. That no, we we're going to move forward because that that's just what we were going to do. Some of yeah, her family from Boston wasn't able to fly down. There was there was some uh, stuff that couldn't happen. But I'll tell you, man, everybody at our at that wedding had a blast, and I think it was because it was the first time everybody could let their hair down, and it was one of those things that I'm like, you know what? Who cares that we paid this much for the band? The band's here. Who cares that we did all this stuff? It, it's fine. It was no money out of my pocket. Sure. But life is too short to sit there and, and, you know, fight and argue over these little things. If it's what you want, it's what you want. Now, that also isn't going to be how we go through the rest of our life. We will have to make sound financial decisions as a couple. Sure. But, you know, when it comes to that day and it comes to all that stuff, yeah, you, could, you can get lost in the minutia, but why do it? You know, why, why worry about it? Sit back and have a good time. Let them... Let them just squabble over the, the little intricacies of what the color that place card is going to be and will it match the charger and all that. Let, let them do that. As long as they don't pull you into a conversation you don't care to have, but if you do, you just smile and pick a color and move on, you know? <laughs> and uh, I don't know if it's to her credit or to my credit. She has given me every opportunity to have an opinion, and it's just up to me. To if I don't have an opinion, not say something stupid. That's there you go. That, that's what. And and by the way, I don't know if this is a comment that gets canceled in 2021, but Chad, you and your ex-wife did not let the terrorists win. That's you right. Your wedding. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That and that was actually something that probably came out of our mouths when we were sitting there having that conversation. Oh God, yes. Yeah. That, that was a that was a really that was that was a. A fun buzz phrase back in 2001. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. sure was. Um, I'll tell you another funny story about this stuff, though. And this is, again, no, no, I don't think my ex-wife listens to the show, but... Um, it's not, not a dig at her. She's a fantastic lady, great mom to her, to our daughter, uh, not, nothing against her. We just don't need to be married. Um, of course we, we, there was a funny thing that happened though. Her mom, and this is a, a probably four or five years into our marriage, her mom <clears throat> wanted to keep our China. I don't know why she thought we'd break it, I guess in our apartment. So she kept our China at her house. So the China was the thing that I got to pick out. Like, it really was. Like, there's like, Chad, why don't you pick the China out? We think that would be a big thing. So I'm like, okay. So I go to the store. I look around. I mean, I actually put some thought into it, and I, and I picked this, this China out. And so I really didn't do anything else in that wedding. I, I really didn't do much in that, in that marriage. I mean, I didn't get to make any damn decision for 13 years, uh, except to walk out the door. That's terrible. Um, but um, we were sitting around Thanksgiving. Her, her mom had our China out for Thanksgiving. The whole family's around. And there, there are a few drinks in. To the day, and they start kind of snickering and giggling, and and started telling jokes at my expense. Which, as you you and I have in common, we can sit around and joke with the best of them. But if you're getting on our nerves, we're, we're probably going to say something. So Thank I was you. just waiting for my opportunity, and they kept going on and on about the wedding and how it was so great. But just thank goodness we didn't let Chad pick anything out, or Chad do this, or Chad would have done something. And her mom kept going on about how she did whatever she could because there she tried her best to cut out whatever would be perceived as Dallas Cowboy colors at our wedding because I'm a, such a big Cowboys fan, right? Right? And they kept going on and on about that, about how Chad would choose something to be Dallas Cowboy related, whatever, blah, 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 blah. 
And so I sat there quietly, and as they both, you know, cut their guffaws down to a snicker and a giggle, I looked at both of them, and I was like, well, why do you think I picked this china? Hank, this china was white with a sapphire blue band around it with a silver rim around the outside. I absolutely picked Dallas Cowboy colors for that stuff, and the both of them were sick to their damn stomach, and it is still one of my favorite conversations I had during that time of my first marriage ever. I still love the fact that I was able to get them in the end with that. That is the most beautiful and <laughs> petty long game. That's and right. <laughs> as a man who still has a lot of petty bones in his body, I can't even laugh. I'm just like, yes. Like, th this is... <laughs> If you could picture me standing up doing the slow clap yes, with the head you. nod. Thank you very much. That's what's happening. Right well, now. I appreciate that. Well, speaking of your wife, I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna tip too much on anything because I want to have her on the show uh sometime in in soon. I really do. You did mention something to me real quick, and if you can just kind of at least give me a, a thirty thousand foot view of this. Didn't you sure. tell me that she is getting close to Going into business for herself or starting up some side gig or something like that. Is she is she still is she trying to do that while she's planning a wedding? <laughs> oh boy. So um uh, as the as the phrase goes, there's a lot to unpack there. Um so uh my fiance, she moved to Texas. She was recruited out of school for restaurant management. So she has so she got here in 2012 and has been a restaurant manager ever since okay. all different places all different types and she's very good at it she is absolutely fantastic at it and cannot stand it ah. she's she real uh, and somewhere in the midst of living here she read okay i am going to walk to my guest room bookshelf so i can get this right for the first time in my life um the name of the book is the life-changing magic of tidying up she is so proud of me right now i actually got the title right but i cheated so is that maria kondo Marie Kondo, you're absolutely yeah. correct, and thank yeah. you for getting that. Yes, so, that book's so, been that book's been brought into my life as as well. Yes. So my so my fiance read that book uh, somewhere within the first, I guess, maybe three four years of her being here, and it something clicked with her. She uh, and if you get on her website, mindfultidyingwithhaley.com, mindfultidyingwithhaley.com. If you get on there, she tells this this super cute story of, of how she lived with a, a single mom, her sister, and I believe at the time her brother was alive. And the house was always a little messy. And so whenever her grandparents came to visit, there was like four days of cleaning and organizing and getting stuff off the dinner table. And, and Haley, as a kid would say, well, why don't we just keep this organized all the time so that we don't have to do this? <laughs> yeah. And so she read that book and something clicked with her. So everybody, so a lot of people have said that 2020 was a down year, was it this, that, or whatever. So 
she will tell you, and I will let her tell you this also, 2020 was a pretty good year for her. So Marie Kondo has a KonMari certification course oh. where it it's X amount of days and X amount of money. And you previously, you flew to London or San Francisco or I think New York City to do the class. And so when the pandemic hit, Marie Kondo still needs her money. So they, they did a pivot and they said, you can do this on Zoom. And so and there is pro and we'll say like three to four years from now, there's going to be a boom of professional organizers oh, sure. and tight and tidiers because people that couldn't fly to San Francisco, people that couldn't fly, were able to just sit at home, uh, time time zone permitting, and and do the class. So she because she took it was funny, and I I I hope she remembers this. She brought that up, and before she even finished her sentence, I was like, yes, of course you're doing that. Yeah. And she's like, well, but it costs X. I said, no, you're doing that. That's what you want to do. You're doing that. And so she she took the plunge. And so you're talking to a guy who spent a stupid amount of money on massage school. So, of course, I'm going to tell you, if this is what you want to do with your life, try it. Sure. At least try it. And so – it was a three-day course, and it was um, – I don't remember the time zone it was based in, but it was well past her bedtime. So she'd be up until 1.30, almost 2 in the morning doing discussion groups on Zoom. And it was the cutest thing, watching her, like, time her coffee drinking and, like, having little snacks to kind of, like, give her a little sugar rush. It was super <laughs> cute. And so – she went through the certification, and you have to do uh, much like an internship. You have to do hours worth of of professional tidying, and it was funny. Um, we were we were we were in bed. She's talking to me, and she says to me, "So when are you going to let me do some tidying for you?" <laughs> okay. And so. I was just like, um, well, why don't you try some other people first? Why don't you do this? <laughs> and she's like, well, I, 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 and she said, I think it's kind of similar. You know, the, when you were doing your massage internship, you needed, you needed to, to do hours. This is very similar. And in my head, I was like, well, hold on a second. It's, I don't, yes, it's similar in that we both need to fulfill hours to get to our goal. But most people, when they wake up in the morning, they say, man, my back's a little sore. I could use a massage. There's not nearly as many people that wake up and say, I would like somebody to come to my home and tell me that I that, – that, and, and do a joy check on my stuff. Yeah. I don't, I don't need to wake up in the morning and have somebody go through my crap and, and throw stuff out. Yeah. <laughs> and so now with that being said, this is where I will – I will sit next to my sit next to her and make this point for her. What I will what I will tell anybody who is nervous about the KonMari method or professional tidying, it's not automatic that you need to throw anything out. Right. This now that's cuz that's part of the misconception I had with all of it was you don't have to throw anything out. So long as A, there is a use for it, or B, it sparks joy. And that 
changes your perspective on things a little bit. I'm not, and, and so I'm saying this out loud to the world, and I should probably say this at some point to my fiance. I got a little bit of a control issue, and yeah. I don't like when I don't have control. Right. And so my fear when she offered to do tidying for me, my fear was that I wasn't going to have control of myself or my stuff. And that's a big psychological issue to unpack as you're looking at a pile of clothes that you haven't worn since 1997. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know what? I will, and we've done, we did, there's five sections of tidying. I, I don't know them all. I'm not going to open the book, but we did clothing and we did paper. And I'll tell you what, to do the clothing, to do it the method, the way that they tell you to do, it really does give you a, a brilliant perspective on how much you have versus how much you use versus how much sparks joy. It's really, I will, t and anybody that has a bit of a testimonial will tell you it's a huge help to have somebody come in and be the and be the impartial kind of the mediator between you and your stuff. If not you, your stuff and the other person in the room. It's it's really very helpful. So and I go ahead. I, and I was gonna say I, I I can I really love the fact that she's going off on this journey because two years ago I believe it was two years ago Maria read that read that god awful book. It that book did not spark joy for me, Hank Thorpe. So it was it was thrown out. <laughs> no, but um, she read it, and with us having kids and everything, the house is always a wreck. And we we decided to do it too. Eighteen large garbage bags full of clothes we donated. Yep. Eighteen between yep. the two of us. That's not even including the kids. We came out to the studio. We did the studio kind of like you know, like you do clothing, you do paper. We had to do like electrical cords. Why do I hang on to all these electrical cords in my studio? No idea why. <laughs> <clears throat> the thing though was, and when she and she wanted to tackle the kitchen alone, and I swear to God, she will no. tell you this. She cried. My my yep. wife does not cry. Man, yep. she got so angry. She cried multiple times in that kitchen. One of the things that I've found, and I can't wait to talk to Haley about this. Um, we've done. We did it. It was a very big help. We took the entire month of July to do it. And it took oh. the entire month of July to do it with with every, yep. every every single piece. It would have been nice to kind of have like a coach there to kind of coach you through a couple of things, the, the ups and the downs of it. Um, <clears throat> there were times that we felt like we were losing focus on something. And there have been so many times we've said we should have kind of done a, like a, a recheck six months later. Like not not yes. not like the whole thing all over again. So having someone that you can look at as an expert that you can have a conversation with, not that you watch the video or read the book, but actually have a conversation with and let them do somewhat kind of play therapist with you a little bit um, yes. over where you need to go. I think it's brilliant. I'm going to tell you right now, as soon I I can already see. Maria sending the text to you to get Haley's number as she's listening to this show. I, I, like, I, I, it, it is, it, that is going to be a wonderful thing. And what a cool story that she has that kind of led her to that. I think that's, I, I really dig that. That's a, that's someone who is not only finds this interesting and that she needs it, but that's someone who's dedicated to it. That's, that's really cool. That is correct. And I, and I very much look forward to the time that you two do get to talk about this because her emotions going through this are going to be 
obviously conveyed through her. I can give you any different perspective from outside of it, but she's going to tell you from straight ahead, from the weird phrase, from the horse's mouth, what how everything felt. Now, I will tell you this, and this is anybody, anyone who is going into the world of professional tidying or professional organizing, whatever you'd like to call it, this is the trick, and you just brought it up, so... She's been really nervous as she's been going through this, and you and you nailed it. She is she is a certified tidier. She is a 50, 45 to fifty hour a week, a week restaurant manager. She's a person with friends, and she is in the midst of the bulk of wedding planning. There is lots of headaches going on, <laughs> but so just the professional tidying. She beats herself up every now and then that she's not doing it. And I continue to, I continue to say, I feel like it's going to take just one person to make the dominoes fall. But here's the problem. What I have noticed, it's funny. So she, she has inspired a bunch of people with her, with her Instagram page, Mindful Tidying with Haley, Mindful Tidying with H-A-Y-L-I. She's inspired a bunch of her friends to do some level of tidying on their own. Okay. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. To you can inspire people all day to do some level of tidying or organizing. The trick is to get them to pay her to do it. Ah, and I feel, yeah. And so, yes, I'm so happy for you that you've taken your laundry room and you've made it not look like a tornado hit it. But why don't you pay her? Right. It'll probably it'll probably take less time. It'll probably look better, and the psychological benefit you will get from it, it's. I actually can sit here and tell you there is one. There genuinely is one. So that's going to be the trick that my fiance and all professional tidiers have to figure out is how to how to go from inspiring people to do it themselves versus how to inspire people to pay them to do it gotcha that's a that's a that's a that's a good point i think a lot of business people when they start off on their own forget that yeah you, you need the examples that you can show to the world but at some and there, point and there aren't any yet right there, there's just not enough of them there's the, there's a tv show and but it but it's the, the the whatever the name of the tv show is that that was on netflix i don't know if it still is that is that that's not a what it's not like a TV show like Chopped or Arrested yeah. Development where you can just like sit down and anybody will watch it. It's a bit, it's a bit of a niche show. It's still part of the kind of the home and garden section of television watching. And there's not – the whole world doesn't watch that stuff. Well, it's tough. Yeah, the other part of that too is something that, you know, if you're, if you're an artist, if you're a musician, if you're anything like that, I, I still run into this today where someone will say um, – well, I can't really pay you for doing this gig, but I, I, it'll get you some exposure. I don't need your exposure. I have a podcast. <laughs> I, I got my exposure. I need your dollars. Like, I don't do this stuff for free all the time. I don't take time away from my family. And if you're going to make it a business, I think I think that's another thing people have to be really mindful about. Yes. I, I'm going to pause here for a second, Hank. I got to – somebody is blown. Well, I, I can't wait to have her on the show. I do I, – I, I am really looking forward to that. Want to talk to her about that a little bit more? And then I'm, 
Maria's probably going to want to be in on that interview. So maybe maybe I'll make that happen. Maybe maybe all four of us could get together for a show. I don't know how anybody would get it word in edgewise, but maybe we'll we'll do something <laughs> like that. Hey, um, speaking of not being caught up in a while, I want to shift gears here a little bit. Um, sure. You know, you and I have a, a lot of similar interests. One of them is the great world of sports. And um, you and I have texted about this, but we have not had the chance to speak. And, and just okay. so people know, Hank and I don't, like, call each other on the phone. We text. Uh, I don't know that anybody really calls each other anymore. But I, I kind of like that. So when we get together on here, it always feels very organic because it really is just the two of us catching up. You texted yeah. me something a while back, and I think it was right. I think it was actually right when I quit the show. Um, and so I think that some time went by and I didn't readdress it. But um, both of us big Kobe Bryant fans. Kobe sadly passed away in the tragic helicopter accident a couple of years ago. Um, yes. you had told me though, that you had the opportunity to meet him. Uh, n- uh, no, I did. Okay. So, so let's, let's so let's go, go back and do the cleanup. Okay. Uh, I actually, I never met Kobe. No, the, the thing that happened to me is my brother, uh, my brother is 15 years older than me. Mom started early and ended late. Uh, and so he is well-established. It's a great job. He goes to a charity auction with Magic Johnson as the keynote speaker. Wow. And that's cool. Magic, and Magic Johnson is uh, do, and it's so he's now doing a charity. So now it's a charity auction. And Magic, off the cuff, starts auctioning off his personal seats at Staples Center. Oh, wow. And so my brother is a couple of, a couple of whiskeys in. <laughs> and is like talking back and forth with the table next to him about the tickets. He doesn't want to buy tickets just on his own. But the next thing you know, Magic sees them talking and starts talking with the microphone straight to my brother. And and so they're going back and forth, figuring out a number. Oh, my God. And and the next thing you know, my brother calls me and and or no, we're sitting at we're sitting at a at a burger joint telling me this story. So he tells me this story all basically to say, and I have to explain this to my wife as I'm driving home. And when I tell you that he spent, uh, he's, we'll say that he's, maybe he spent the amount of a really good Nissan Sentra. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, on four tickets to Staples Center. He picked a random game. Because he didn't want to just like fleece him for right. the tickets. Yeah. And the picking, uh, it's January, I want to say it's like maybe January 30th or so against the Portland Trailblazers. Okay. So he tells me that story, no big deal. Uh, three weeks later, he calls me and says, Hey, listen, my son can't afford this ticket. I got a fourth ticket. You want to go? I said, uh, do I need to pay for the ticket? He says, no, just fly out. I oh, said, my God. Yes. I said, yes. And so this is all in like, this is all November-ish, December-ish of 2019. So early, Janu- or early January of 2020 rolls around. I'm at a lunch. Uh, I'm at a little brunch birthday party. And people start looking at their phones and saying, Kobe Bryant helicopter accident, whatever that, no, that's, that's TMZ. That's fake. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. 
but we keep everybody keeps refreshing their phone and it's like and it was like that moment on um on that movie uh, into the spider verse where everybody's phone goes off and spider-man's dead yeah and we're all just like wait no this is real so we flip the tv on and there it is and my brother texts me he's like um you realize we might be in la as kobe memorials are happening and the dominoes fall and the games start getting canceled. Right. And so, because the, the grief in the sports world, let alone the whole city, is just unbelievable. Yeah. And so, as it comes to it, the game where they do the Kobe Memorial is the game we're going to. Oh, and wow. So, and so, I get on the plane. And now, by the way, the pandemic has started to kind of touch the farthest ends of America, like California and New York are already feeling it because China is like doing international travel and all of that. And so it was funny because I went to Target. It's like, I'll buy masks. No big deal. I don't even know if I'm going to wear them. I'll bring them with me. Right. There's every 20th person is wearing a mask in the airport. Okay, whatever. So we get to L.A., and I got there a couple days early, hung out with my high school best friend, and then I cannot express to you, Chad Alexander, a man who once upon a time played college basketball, I cannot express to you what the city of Los Angeles was like when you, because the re the rest of the city is buzzing. It's it's a, it's a metropolis. As soon as you started walking towards the Staples Center, I cannot express to you how silent a city could be. A bustling city with wide open patio restaurants, with, with blaring TVs and LED screens. I cannot express to you how silent a city was. It was absolutely breathtaking and people are listening to me talk right now like oh no he's being dramatic no not even close hmm. i can recall every feeling that was happening and it's actually like kind of making me emotional how silent los angeles was the closer you got to staples center it was crazy i am so accidentally privileged to have been a part of that I will I can send you some pictures of just the amount of flowers, the the memorials, the it was it was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. I and it's and just if we're talking about just kind of the mementos or favors that came from it. Yeah. Uh every every seat had a t-shirt, had a commemorative t-shirt where it was number 8 on the front and number 24 on the back. And I still have that. I actually, I, I if I had a little bit of extra money to burn, I would, I would frame it. Yeah. Because it really is a phenomenal memento of something huge. And the sports world knows how huge it is, but I think the world at large kind of knows how big it is. Because at some point, you kind of forget, or like you think it never happened, but. I think Kobe ended up winning like an Oscar for a short film or something ridiculous like that. That sounds so right. Was, yeah. So he was on his way to becoming more of something. And Lord knows if he was still alive, he would have been in Space Jam 
next to LeBron oh, or yeah. against LeBron. So yeah. it, it it's crazy to have it, it it is absolutely crazy to have been through that and just and and I will I will say a big fat uh, damn it what's wrong with you to all of the street vendors selling posters and shirts with R.I.P. Mamba or yeah or it's I mean. You're you're gonna of course have people that are trying to capitalize on these moments, but at the same time, it all was kind of one big part of the mosaic that was just emotionally, from a sports standpoint, it's emotionally the most intense thing I have ever seen. That's that's amazing, and it's 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 breathtaking just to hear you describe that. I I've, I'm always. Whenever a tragedy like that happens, especially in the sporting world, it, it always I mean, it rarely can I think of any, though. I mean, they, they don't happen that often. But I'm, you know, when you look at a guy like Kobe, who was such a phenomenal player, but really was he kind of he did he was one of those guys that really transcended the sport. Not so much yeah. that he was just on everything and marketed the hell out of everything. I, I don't mean by that. He just seemed to be a guy that uh, really lifted himself and his family out of where the fame couldn't touch them. You you could not screw with him. He was in complete control of his own life. He was the master of his own destiny, of his craft. He was phenomenal to watch, but he was an incredible father, and you could see that on display. And it's it's one of those things that, you know, we, we think we know athletes and we create this narrative in our head and we really don't know them. They could be the biggest jerks. We, we got you got no idea. But Kobe was one of those guys that I feel like because he was so authentic all the time that everybody who either pulled for him or pulled against him had some kind of connection with him. And it it. Even knowing that, though, I've been to L.A. I know how I've stayed down there around um, Irvine. I've been around the Staples Center. I can't imagine that place being silent for anything. I mean, that, yeah. that is that is one of the busiest places in the world. It flat out is. And I, and I can't imagine that. And to, and to be able to to accidentally fall into that moment. That is uh, that is where you and I just get lucky with crap, Hank. I mean that that's that's a hell of a thing. And yes, I would absolutely frame that shirt. That is that is that would be a really cool memento to have uh, yes, in the I house. Am, and the story that goes along with it is amazing. I am absolutely. And you know what the the thing that I, and you're welcome to take this as a segue, or you're welcome to let it fall on the floor. Uh, those are moments that make me sad that I wasn't in studio every Tuesday to talk about. Yeah. To to not be doing all of the above radio every Tuesday anymore when moments like that happen. Oh dear God. You are just you're you're just staring at a golden ticket and nobody's let it and you and you can't you fly to Wonka's factory. Right. <laughs> right, right. Well so speaking of speaking of that, uh you have made made the transition where you're not doing the weekly show anymore. Um what I haven't asked you, what 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 made you come to that uh decision? The uh <laughs> funny enough, the book The Alchemist. Really? Um, really? Yep. Uh, well, uh, one of my friends recommended it to me, and 
uh, it was November of 2018. I decided I wanted to listen to that book before I, before my birthday. And so I, so I listened to the book and the, okay. So the alchemist, for those who have not read it, it is kind of a fluffy story. It's a little bit of a fairy tale. It's a little fluffy and it's a lightning fast listen. If you're an audiobook. it's a little over three hours. But where the alchemist will fit for you is if you are having an emotional or psychological struggle with your career or a spot in your life. If you are stuck in a spot in your life where you feel like you are just kind of lost, that book will hit you. And it did for me. And like I, I repeat, the book, it's a little fluffy. Uh, <laughs> And this is a funny moment, but I recommended it to my fiance, and she couldn't stand it. Really? Huh. She, she hated it. And I don't know, and it may have been that her life was in a, in a, in a good spot at that moment, or she just kind of read the fairy tale of it all. Because she's, she's very not girly in that she's not a rom-com person. Okay. Which, thank, thank God. But... <laughs> So she so she told me that she didn't like the book and was a little bit and was a little in my in my opinion harsh about it. Okay. But that's one of that's one of my issues is that I struggle with recommending food to people. I struggle with recommending restaurants to people because I unfortunately sometimes I tie my recommendations to myself and like they're an extension of me like my cooking is an extension of me and if you don't like my food you don't like me sure. and i have and i have tried my hardest to disconnect that uh, because if somebody doesn't like a television recommendation you make they don't dislike you they just don't like the show sure and that's and but and these are things that in the moment you have to try to be better at and that's something that i have to be better at so so I so I listened to the book and I realized the way that it hit me, I emotionally started attaching all of the characters. Ah, okay. all, all of these people in the book are the person that is going to help you get to where you actually want to be. And my fiance in the context of that book was Fatima, the person who and I apologize for anybody who has not read it. It doesn't matter. I'm not spoiling anything. I am, but I'm not. Fatima is the woman who is waiting at the end of the rainbow. She is the one who says, chase your dream. I'm going to be here. It's just that simple. Mm. That's what, that's what she is. That's what she was. And she will a good, a good life, good marriage willing. That's what she will always will be. And so I got done reading that book or listening to that book. And I said, I've wanted to try massage since I was 19 years old. I think this I think financially this is the time where I can go to school and not lose anything in in the deal. I talked with her about it. She says, "Yep, go for it." So I made so I started making the decision and it was funny. Everybody said to me, "What are you going to do with all of the above radio? What are you going to do with the show?" I was like, "I got to put the show down." So I went from doing the, doing we'll call it 48 shows a year every Tuesday from August of 2012 to late January of 2019 to nothing. 
and I would take my little laptop computer and horrible microphone setup and record interviews here and there, but the show has become ridiculously sporadic, and it has gone through a name change, it's gone through a bit of a format change, but the biggest, the, the, the change that took place was me finally deciding I am in a good enough spot in my life that I can go to massage school and try this to try to pivot into massage as possibly a new career later down the road. Yeah. Wow. Well, you know, I, I think that I, I certainly do miss the, the old show. You, you did such an amazing job with that. I, you know, one of the things that we, you know, we talk about guests and we talk about a lot of the topics and, and, and some of the characters that, that I met through you that, that had to do with your, your, your show and everything. Um, the music from your show was was huge for me. In a, in a world where we have so much independent music, what 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 happens is we there's so many weeds out there, and it's hard to find your way, you know, down a yes. linear path in some ways. And I always felt like your show did a very good very good job with that. I do think, and you know, who who am I to 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 really request anything uh, of anyone else? Because I. You know, I know how hard it is. I mean, doing an interview show, trying to get people to meet up. I mean, you've always been gracious with your time. If only everybody else was. I I, I do understand the effort that goes into it. It's not just, if it's a one hour show, it takes you five hours to do the show. If Ugh, you're looking at it, seriously. Yeah. But the thing about it is, though, Hank, as I'm sitting here and we're talking, we're sharing these stories and laughing and stuff like that. Um, I will tell you, I, that's one of the things that I really did miss. Not not that I used that as a substitute for any friendship between the two of us, but I really like those stories and all that stuff. I'm, I'm, even if your show is sporadic, I, I'm glad you're still doing that because I think yes. you're very good at it, and I think you have um, I think you have great things that people can really learn from. So I I hope as the two of you keep going, and maybe it's something to help Haley promote whatever she's doing or whatever y'all are doing together. Uh, I hope you continue to find ways to do that because I, I do think it's very much needed and I think you're very good at it. And selfishly, I just like it. So it's, it's just a, a me thing where, how can people follow you? What socials are you still on or actively using now? Where, where, where can all these listeners still get them some Hank Thorpe if they want it? Well, um, I went so as the show changed, it is now called All New, All Different, All of the Above. So what I did was I made a concerted effort to absolutely remove the music. The thing that launched the show, the thing that launched me into being a whole other layer of person over these last few years, the music is gone. But with that, I am now able to be on Spotify. Yeah. Because yeah. Spotify doesn't want you to have other uh, licensed music. So now you can search my name, Hank Thorpe, H-A-N-K-T-H-O-R-P-E on Spotify, and you will find all new, all different, all of the above in podcasts. You will find my show. That is the, I don't have to give you any goofy websites anymore. It's, <laughs> it is the most beautiful thing. As much as I miss the music, as much as I miss the background music because that's the the vibe I was always trying to create with the previous show. When I give you a show, it is so much easier to find now. And that is so beautiful. You can find me um you can find you know what? You can just find my personal page on Instagram. Hank, hey, how you doing? 
that's Hank, H-A-N-K-H-E-Y, how you, Y-A, doing. No G at the end. Hank, hey, how you doing? And so those are the probably the two easiest ways to find me. You can always email me at alloftheaboveradio.com or T-H-E-H-R-T-3 at Gmail. I will... I will pop Chad with the vitals later if you would like them. I'm still pretty easy to find. I, uh, I, on a pretty regular basis, the way that my, my fiance feels guilty because she's planning a wedding and trying to be a professional tidier and a restaurant manager and can't do it all. I, she, and she feels guilty. Sometimes I feel guilty that I haven't given people content in so long. It's been since the end of March phenomenal interview with jessica everett of esther's fair prospect yeah i I heard that yeah so it's such a great interview and so i feel guilty that i don't give give you all content to the point where i made it a new year's goal to create 15 shows this year and i actually it's funny it's the whole getting back into working out or getting back into running or Anything that you start, you kind of fall off of and decide to get back onto, you just, just like, oh man, it's, I'm, I, I don't want to do this. Uh, am I ever going to be good at it again? I'm going to be so out of shape. And then you start doing it. It's like, oh, I forgot how much I enjoy this. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's the, the music thing is, is a bear. And it's not just Spotify. Everybody's getting really picky about it. I mean, if you want to do anything on YouTube, you can forget it. You, you can't, you can't even have music. I mean, I've got the, the rights to use Don's music in our stuff. I, I can't even have his music if I do anything on YouTube. And I think that's wow. just going to get, yeah, it's just going to get even more complicated, the, the rules with that. So that, that, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, that that you had to make that move. There, I mean, we all have basically had to do that. Even bumper music, like you just can't. They they really will nix you on that. So you got to be you got to be really careful. Well, Hank, it's been far too long since we've gotten together. I'm I'm glad we had this chance to catch up today. I am really looking forward to having uh, Haley on the show. We have to make that happen because I'm I'm really yes. interested in not only just talking to her, but actually getting to meet her and, and talk with her a good bit of, about what she's doing. I do find that to be extremely interesting. Good luck to you with uh, the wedding and everything. The only advice I can give you is do not let the terrorist win. Other than that, <laughs> it's <laughs> you're on your own, Hank. I mean, that, that, that's all I can tell you. And my advice to you is to basically just lock down the state of Iowa so that a lot of her family can't come and we can, and we can go to and we can open and we can open up the floodgates a little more on our invitations. There you she's go. got a lot she's got a lot of family and if they all show up nobody's getting into uh, this wedding. No, no, no. I, I completely, completely get it. Uh, that's the one thing. A lot of people don't understand sometimes. When you don't get invited to a wedding, it usually is a huge either either seating issue. It's a big monetary issue. People don't realize it costs to bring people to weddings. You know, you want to go to any venue, that venue, to rent that venue is $100. They find out it's a wedding, that's $10,000 for that venue that day. <laughs> That's the way. That's such a racket, but it's it's the way it happens. So completely get it. But but here's the thing, uh, we will definitely keep up with you guys uh, as this goes on. Probably have you both on a, a little bit if we can. Um, yes. There's there's rumors. 
I think over a couple of bottles of wine last night that I think I have finally convinced Maria to bring welding a family back. We can probably have you guys on that show as well. When we talk about the, the weddings and stuff like that, but uh, yes. Hank, all, all the best to, to the two of y'all. Um, great to, to hear your voice again, my man. And uh, looking forward to hopefully uh, the Cowboys beating the Giants twice this year. Um, or, or at least, I don't know, at least not having a losing record and uh, more, more uh, crap to throw between uh, the two of each other during fantasy football. But, man, it is good to see you. My best to your fiancé and uh, look forward to catching up with you again soon, brother. And, by the way, feel free to celebrate this interview by eating something off of that china. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that crap got thrown away in the divorce. <laughs> <sighs> I've got a smile about it. You've got a smile about it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Stories are great. All right, buddy. You take care, man. You too. Thank you, sir. Well, I walked into the jungle when I was just a boy. When I returned, I was a man. I embraced the darkness surrounding me. Learned how to fight and take a stand. Well, I knew it was over when I looked into your eyes And I got a vacant stare in return You reek of desperation, fleeing down the alley Just another witch waiting to be burned Whoa, there's nothing going on Whoa, just another goodbye song Whoa, that battle rages on in my heart and in my head well, I walked into the jungle when I was just a boy When I returned, I was a man I want to say a big thank you again to Hank Thorpe. He's always so gracious with this time. For those of us here uh, at the local bar, and uh, always appreciate his friendship. And it's, it's always so funny. As soon as I get talking with Hank, it always comes so naturally. But it's just, there's a stark reminder immediately that this man has the radio voice that I would kill for. I, Hank's always, he's, Hank just sounds like he was born for radio. He and I both have faces for radio, but no, I'm just kidding. Hank's a very handsome man. Uh, but thank you again to Hank Thorpe for opening up his life and uh, opening up the kimono, showing us what's going on there in the Thorpe household. Looking forward to... Uh, uh, to hear more about uh, that. And seriously, we will have Haley on. My wife, as soon as she, she's probably already texting Hank to get Haley's number. So uh, looking forward to uh, bringing that in. If you, I think that was a welding of family episode. I don't think we did one on the local bar about when we did the Kondamari method. It took us all of July, two years ago. And uh, it still sends chills down my spine. Sometimes when I think about it, Um, want to, uh, if you're listening to the music, your first time listener, by the way, the music that we do listen, if you're Spotify, yes, we have the rights to it. It is uh, Don Merkel's music again, and Don's got that new album coming out. Just to plug that for a second, it was it was kind of funny. I do have to share the story. He and uh, Jason Brackman, Jason Jason, who's been on the show before, is um, just an incredible guitar player. One of my favorite guitar players I've ever heard play, uh, and certainly one of my favorite ones I've ever had the the opportunity to play with. Uh, the two of them did a show the other night at a brewery down there in Charleston. <laughs> and uh, Don shared with me the other night that there's this dude that just walked up and he was just like, hey, so, so where's the band? 
<laughs> I was like, oh, I'm kind of doing my own solo stuff now. He's like, oh, yeah, I really, I really like the band. I really like that. And Jason's, you know, trying to the the, the great diplomat that Jason is. He's like, well, yeah, well, this stuff's gonna be really good too. You, you need to take a listen. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll listen. And Don said somewhere about after he, he stayed till the first break and then he just split and left. And uh, those are the stories that just warm my soul whenever I get around Don. Um, we uh, he is doing some tours, doing a lot of uh, solo stuff. Uh, but I will tell you, listening the other night to him play is like, man, it's not not so much just Don. I mean, I love Don's music; he does an incredible job. But uh, ran into a couple of the uh, the blacksmiths there over at Shelley's house, and uh, man, I, I miss those days playing with those guys. It was a, it was a lot of fun playing that music. Maybe, maybe there's a show out there. You never know. You never know. Maybe, maybe some type of fundraiser. I don't know. Who who knows? Maybe we we'll all get together for another show one of these days. You know, one of the things I'm talking with Hank is, um, you know, there's a lot about our lives that couldn't be any any different. I mean, we we grew up, he grew up in northeastern United States. I grew up down here in the south. He lives over in Dallas now in a major city. While I love Columbia, is basically a college town. Um, he is in the food and beverage industry. I've always been in the medical industry, and you know, there's just a, there's a lot of differences between the two of us, right? One thing I'll tell you is we stay busy. <laughs> we stay busy, whether it's what we are trying to do or what our hobbies are. And and you know, I I, I loved hearing Hank talk uh, about what Haley was doing. Not not only because it's a very interesting thing that she's in journey she's going on, but I remember Hank talking about the massage therapy stuff. And I remember this guy who had these great interests that that really was kind of on the precipice of, you know, should I do this or not? It's something he talked about. Uh, you know, he opened up a, a good bit about it on on uh, all of the above. I don't, I don't think he, he talked about it all the time. But it was certainly something that, that, that came up a, a good bit on there. You know, I'm amazed at the the chances we don't take everybody wears that wayne gretzky quote out you you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take i don't know if wayne gretzky even really said that I, it's attributed to him but it, it, it's there and we all can understand it we grasp it we get it but we still don't do it there are a lot of times that we have an opportunity to to maybe try something different and we and we don't because we're too comfortable i have watched more people this year i told maria I told Maria when the whole COVID thing was coming down and they were going to shut down. The, I knew the idea. It was right after I had the interview with Chad Prather. I realized, no, it doesn't matter what the numbers are. People are going to shut people down. This is just, this is going to be a way of life. And I told Maria, I was like, you know what? Someone is going to become the next billionaire out of this. Someone's going to have figured something out. I don't really know if that is has presented itself just yet. There's a lot of really cool stories. If you if you keep up with business news, if you keep up with a lot of things that are going on um, in, in that side of the world, the financial side of the world, th there are some there are some companies that have made some amazing moves. I think overall, one of the things that I've seen is people have figured out what's important to them. If I can work from home, I want to work from home. If I can if I can have more accessibility to things that are important to me, I want to do that. Chris Johnson's a guy that I preach from the Bible of Chris Johnson all the time. He is probably the best person you can follow on Twitter or Instagram. He is extremely inspirational, and I have watched that man help people find financial freedom in more than one way. But the biggest thing about him is 
is like, you know, you've got to understand what's important. Is money important? Yes. But is it a tool or is it the objective? It's not the objective. It is a tool. And how you utilize it and how you view it can make all the difference in the world to you. And I've seen people through Chris start up businesses or start just side hustles that they never would have before because they thought that it was going to cost them too much. And what they found is part of the reason they wanted to do it was because they wanted more, but they were worried about the risk. I spent three minutes, three minutes of time the other day fussing with myself in my head about this jack leg that could not back up his truck. I spent five minutes at the beginning of this show talking to you about it. That is almost 10 minutes out of my life that that energy could have been used for something else. You know, when we talk about being efficient and effective, we think about it in like terms of our job and our schedule throughout the day, but we don't think about it in the energy that we utilize towards things. And I'm going to tell you, one of the things that I love about Hank and Haley's stories is that they coincide together in the way that Hank laid it out, like nobody but Hank can, because the two of them support each other and can stand up for the other one. Honey, I, I, I've tried this before. Yes, you're going to do this. Sure, there are going to be failures. I've had failures too. There are going to be setbacks. There are going to be days that this doesn't seem like it, but if it's something that we really, really believe in, we need to move forward. We'll do it together. That, that, that is, that's how it's supposed to be done. That's how all this stuff comes together. That's how we, we make a difference and hold each other up. I remember when Don decided to disperse the band because he was really wanting to do this solo gig. He felt compelled to do it. And and keep in mind, there's a lot of stuff that goes on with that. When you when you go and play a gig, you know, everybody gets paid, right? But if you got to travel, it costs people a little bit more. And in order to get musicians to come and play with you, yeah, you, you got to make sure that the money is right. And like we had six guys in the band at one time. Seven guys. How many? We had seven guys at one time, right? Yeah. I mean, there's not enough money to go around. Don's losing money left and right. You know, Don, as a touring musician, was not was not really making a ton of money. The rest of the band was. And Don, you know, had to look at the, a lot of the different things that he wanted to do and how he wanted to spell it out and where he wanted to go with his music. And, and you know, it becomes a realistic thing when you can make the money off of it. And don't get me wrong, we all we all miss the, the the shows with Don, but I completely understand that as a guy that wants music to be his thing, you do have to look at the economics of it. But what Don was doing was he was looking at the economics of it, saying, not saying I can't do this, it was just I can't do it this way. What's another way I could do it? And Don's surrounded by very good people that have been able to point him in the right direction. I am not one of them. I know nothing about that business. But um, it's not that it's not possible. It's where are you going to put your focus and your energy on this? And where is the positive reinforcement you need around you? The coolest thing about Hank is listening to the way that he and Haley work together. But also, you know, listening to Hank because he's always so positive. I mean, crap happens. Hank, don't get me wrong. For as positive as we both are, we are both the other P just as much. Very pragmatic. And we understand that there is a realistic conflict in anything you do. But just because there's a conflict, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try it. 
so so many people out there today can't figure it out in their busy schedule. But with the internet and all the different ways that you can learn, research, look for for all the answers you need, whether it's information about something that you want to do or how to fund it, they are all out there. Sure, there are places you can go pay to get this information, but through Google and YouTube, you can pretty much go get a freaking college education for free if you wanted to. No kidding. Absolutely you could. It takes a lot of time and effort and searching through a lot of crap, but you could do it because that information is out there. Those excuses don't exist anymore. What's what's taking 30 minutes a night and reading up on something? I spent 10 minutes worried about a dude backing up a tundra. You can find the time. You listen to this damn show for an hour and 20 minutes right now. This is one of the longest ones we've done in a while, and I knew it would be because Hank was going to be on it. You can, you, can, you can take some time towards something else. Do that this week. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. And I'm going to tell you something else. I'm going to do the same thing. Whatever it is. 30 minutes a day. Focus on it. Let's see where we are next week when the show comes out. Next Monday. That thing that you've been wanting to do for so long. How about just put 30 minutes of effort towards it a day? There may be some days that 30 minutes is really hard to find. But I bet you can do it. I absolutely bet you can do it. I don't know how many lives you've got. But I wouldn't sit around and waste any more of this one. On things that don't need your energy when there's other great things you desire to do because you see when when you don't do that you, you let the terrorist win <laughs> take some time this week dedicate some effort towards what you've really been wanting to do i bet i bet you'll be surprised if anything you'll be damn proud of yourself in a week i promise you that thanks for stopping by the bar We've picked up your tab, but if you'd like to leave the best bartenders you know a tip, head over to patreon.com forward slash local bar and support the show. Any support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to drop us a line, send your emails to chad at localbarmedia.com. Thanks for coming in. See you next week. This podcast is part of a local bar media. For this and other shows, visit localbarmedia.com. I know you better than you think you know yourself. You're not so different.